Genesis chapter 4. I want to share with you from verse 15. Now, let's go there quickly. Matthews. The Bible says, the land of what? Zebulun. And the land of Nephthalim, by the way of the sea, beyond Jordan, Galilee of the Gentiles. Hmm? 16. What is happening by that way? <laughs> the people which sat in darkness saw great light. And to them which sat in the region, and the shadow of death, light is sprung up. 17. From that time, Jesus began to preach and to say, Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. It is by the way, by the way, beyond the rivers. It says the people have seen a great light. Now, when we speak of uh, Christmas, and we, uh, of course, understand about the context Christmas, it is important to understand what God ministered to me to share with you. And I'll be sharing with you today a very funny topic, but very important. It's called. Santa Cruz. How many here they know Santa Cruz? Ever heard about the word Santa Cruz? I want, I want to see your hand if you ever heard about that. Santa, Santa. Can I see your hand up if you ever heard this word? Kids celebrating the, the Santa. Can I see your hand up if you ever did? If you don't know Santa, don't raise up a hand. Wow, Santa is this mysterious human being who, according to children in almost every home, believe that this Santa can fly. And this Santa enters the house by chimney. And when he went to the house, he comes in through the chimney and puts the gifts by the fireside. And we have a lot of Christians and a lot of the church members celebrating when they see Santa giving gifts to such a father figure. And the Lord was ministering to me. Remember, I'm not ministering to you. I'm ministering to the world. Right now, millions are watching me across the world. And this message is very important because it is not coming to you. It is coming to the world. Now, watch this. When, when I was when God was revealing me several things and so many things over this subject matter, he told me to kind of warn the world. We have so many Christians who until today, they don't understand what is happening in the realm of the spirit. Now, when we speak, or when we deal with issues which are happening in the world or things to come, which are very important, the Bible speaks of the great darkness that shall come upon the face of the people. But then the Bible says, but, 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 rise, shine. 
He says, when the darkness will be coming upon the face of the earth, it will be the time when Christians, the church, will be rising and it will be the moment the church will be shining. So when I speak, when we share about the Jesus nation, when I tell the Jesus nation, the Jesus nation comes from the prophecy of Isaiah, which says when darkness will cover the earth, the church will rise and the church will shine. And the Bible says that the kings will come to the rising of the church. Oh, am I talking to somebody here? Now, I want to share with you here because we have people who think they are part of the world and when the world is going through problems, they think they're supposed to go together uh, 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 through those problems with the world. Somebody say, I'm not of this world. No, say it again. I'm not of this world. So I belong to God. So it is important to understand that you do not belong to the worldly systems. No wonder the Bible warns you. It says, do not be conformed. Do not be conformed to the standards, to the patterns. How the worldly systems or how the pattern is moving, don't be involved with that pattern. And move with the, how the world is moving. If the world is in the financial depression, you are not supposed to be in the, in the financial depression with the world because that is the pattern according to the world. There is another pattern, which is the godly pattern. This pattern, it belongs to the church. Oh, am I talking to somebody here? It belongs to the church. Am I talking to somebody, right? For we do not use the worldly economy. We use the kingdom economy. We, we're not of this world. We don't belong to this world. We are of the kingdom of heaven. Now, I want to just show you this. So there are so many things that have been happening around the world and over the years that they have diverted the people, the church especially, from the true worshipping or the true worship of God to what they don't even know they are doing and they are worshipping. It is important and very important to understand this subject matter. And when I was praying, God was revealing to me the demon behind Santa. Now, I remember one time, it was on a Christmas day, and my kids last year, they were running towards uh, a certain human being standing there. They said, oh, wow, I have seen Santa. I said, what is this Santa? And the Lord began to minister to me what Santa is. And I want to just warn you something. This is important. And I want you to hear me this. Well, as I've said before, I'm talking to the world. And definitely we have some people here who confirm ever heard this word. And they ever know about this word Santa. Now, you have to understand the word Santa, which is normally celebrated on Christmas seasons, this human being, comes from, it originated from Turkey, where there was a saint, a saint known as Saint Nicholas. This was a bishop, a bishop, a saint bishop, a bishop in the Catholic Church. This was an amazing man and a wonderful man who was giving gifts to people, especially children. So he was named a, a patron for children. 
because he was giving gifts to the kids. Now, when he died, he was highly celebrated in the whole universe. That a man who was, who was giving gifts to the children, he was a patron for the children. No wonder if you see the Santa today, you see the Santa standing there and hoarding, hoarding gifts, giving to children, because they are emulating from the real bishop in the Catholic church who was St. Nicholas. But the Dutch changed that aspect and added a few things which are completely demonic in nature. Now, if you check in other places, they celebrate Krampus. Now, it all originates or comes from the same subject matter which we are talking about on the issue of Santa. Now, when you read your Bibles and when you go to 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 20, I want us to read together. 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 20. What does the Bible say? But I say that the things which the Gentiles sacrifice, they sacrifice to devils and not to God. And I would note that you should have fellowship with devils. Now, to begin with, the word Santa Cruz comes from two names. It was rendered from two names. Eros, which is a god of thunder in the Germany worship of false gods. In other words, this god deals with witchcraft and magic. Now, you have to understand what I'm saying to you right this very minute. Because I'm about just to show you a few things, right? And then we, we go there. Because we are in the Christmas season, and I'm speaking to the world, as I said before. And God does not want to see his people perishing because of lack of knowledge. Now, give me back the scripture. Give me back the scripture. I want us to read together. One, two, three, go read. Bible says, give me NIV. I want you to see this. Give me NIV scripture. No, but the sacrifices of pagans are offered to demons, not to God, and I do not want you to be participants with the demons. Now, as I did mention to you that we have so many people who actually unknowingly think Santa, who looks more like Father Christmas. All right? Who looks like Father Christmas, where people go, oh, this, you see, oh, I saw Santa, I saw all oh, this type of a thing. Where does this come from? Where, what, what is this? What is this? What is this Santa? As I've said to you that the word is Santa Cruz comes from the great saint who was in Teke, and this saint was a giver. He was a Catholic bishop. He used to give, and because of that, when he died, he was worldly celebrated, and because of that, some people 
also found, found a doctrine to worship. Found a doctrine to worship. And called it Santa Cruz. Now, what is believed in the Santa Cruz? Who is Santa? If you ask your kids, they may know much better than actually you do. They believe that Santa is an if. There is a poem, very famous poem for the kids. Right, old jury, if. It is the poem which is given on Santa. Right, old jury, if. Now, an if, if you Google or you ask the meaning of an if, an if, it is a spirit that deals with witchcraft and magic. Now, when you look at Santa, how is Santa? How does Santa look like? What is Santa? There is no any similarity between a Santa and a bishop. But however, there are elements which are put in there which the church is not aware. So we find the church worshipping things, following things, kids following things which they are not even supposed to follow and to worship. Now, if you look at how Santa has been portrayed to the kids, it is very important to understand that Santa, there are about eight elements or eight points which are not right things for the children to look at. Now, I wrote down some few points which kids and so many people believe uh, whatever Santa they call him is and is able to do. Now, I want, I want just to show you this thing. All right? Number one, they believe they believe that Santa comes from the north. Now, when you read your Bible, the Bible speaks of heaven location as it comes from the north. If you check your Bible from the book of Psalms, 75 and 6, Job 26 and 7, you hear that God comes from heaven is in the north. And when you ask kids, they will tell you that Santa comes from the north. Now, when they are telling the story of who Santa is. Now, secondly... They believe, and this is very important, all right? They believe that Santa is eternal. Now, that is another lie which the enemy is trying to divert you Christians from the real Christmas, which is Jesus. So we have people, instead of celebrating Jesus, most people now are celebrating Santa. And they think, oh, that's all right, but when you ask the kids, they will tell you that Santa does not die. Now, it is only Jesus who does not die. Am I talking to somebody right here? It is only Jesus who is eternal. Now, number three, they believe that Santa has the ability to defy the laws of nature. Now, if you ask the kids, they'll tell you that Santa flies at night. And night before Christmas, Santa flies. Now, it is only God who has the ability of Defying the laws of nature. They also believe that Santa sees you when you are sleeping. In other words, they believe that Santa is omnipresent, which is only God who is omnipresent. Now, they also believe that Santa um, has the wisdom in order to judge which is only God who has such wisdom. They also believe that when Santa is pleased, 
will give you gifts. So kids will go around where Santa is and try to please Santa and then Santa will take a sweet or something and give the child. And the child will be very happy. Now all these type of things are not right. Because you see, what is happening with the system of the world now, Jesus is about to come and the only thing to deceive is the church. We must be very careful where we are going. Because this is the moment where the church must rise up in power and defeat the enemy and rule as Jesus Christ said. That I have given you the keys. Oh, I'm not talking to somebody right here. The whole reason Jesus Christ came on earth was to raise up a nation. Was to raise up a people. But these people could not rise without power. So Jesus came on earth, defeated Satan, and took over the keys of life and death. And Jesus said, behold, I give you power. So now the power has been given to you. Has been given to you. Somebody said, the power has been given to me. Now I want to hear you say it loud. I said, the power has been given to me. You can say better than that. Say, the power has been given to me. Yeah, the power has been given to you. But what is happening is the enemy is trying to corrupt the church. So there are so many things which the enemy is bringing into the world, which the, the people or the church, they are not aware about. But these things are coming to divert the church from worshiping the true God to the worship of idols. Now, in the book of 1 Corinthians, chapter 10, verse 20, now, watch that. Now, when you actually go deeper to the Dutch, how they believe on Santa Cruz, how they made the Santa Cruz, they actually made it from what is called Krampus. Now, this Krampus is a half human and half a god, which is a demon that is responsible for punishment. Now, when we have kids in the world, giving their gifts. Kids from the church, kids giving their gifts to such a Santa. They are sacrificing to devils, to demons. Now the Bible says in 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 20. Now, give me back King James' version. The Bible says, but I say that the things which the Gentiles sacrifice, what do they do? No, you can, you can do better. Now, I can't hear you. Louder. Uh-huh, continue. Continue. Uh-huh. It says, I warn you not to have fellowship with the devils. Now, let's go to Galatians, Galatians chapter 5, from verse 19 to 20. What does the Bible say? Now the works of the flesh are manifest. Which are these? Simple. They are listed, documented, written, and put down. It says, number one, adultery. Number two, fornication. Number three, Uncleanness. Number four, lasciviousness. Number five, verse 20, I, uh, idolatry. 
then witchcraft, hatred, variance, emulations, wrath, strife, seditions, hearses, envies, murderers, drunkenness, revelings, and such like. Of these which I tell you before, as I have also told you in the time past, that they which do such things shall not inherit the kingdom of God. Now, as I did mention to you that there are two words which are rendered from the word Santa Cruz, which are one eros, which is responsible for thunder or witchcraft. Are you following here? Are you here or not? And then another word is thos. Another word is thos, which is a demonic spirit responsible for idolatry, hatred, and all these which are written here. Now, when we speak, the church must be aware. You see, when we are in the church and people are sitting down there, when a man of God comes to say, you will receive a miracle, the church will be so excited to, to receive great things, to receive miracles. But when you tell them the warning, what is happening in the world, to you to open your eyes, there are things right now that are happening that will come more interesting, they will come as fashion, they will come as things you love, but they are coming to destroy the church. It is important the church to realize that we are the church, the people of God. They sit apart. Am I speaking to somebody right here? We are not just the people. We are the set apart, the peculiar people, the chosen nation, chosen generation. Am I talking to somebody right here? Now, it is important to understand because right this very minute, God is raising up his own people. Believe it or not, but I'm telling you something here. We are in the era when God is raising up a people. The Bible says strong and might. These people, the Bible says they are coming. They are strong and they are might. Oh. The Bible says with these people, am I talking to somebody? The Bible says with these people that God is raising in the last days. It says the spirit of the Lord will come upon them. Oh, and they shall begin to prophesy. The Bible says, afterward, afterward, I shall pour my spirit. Afterward, only these people. Afterward, I shall pour what? My spirit. Afterward, the word afterward means before something. Afterward, before something. Now, you can't say afterward, I shall pour out my spirit on you. After what? After what? So God when you read in the book of John chapter 2, God raised up a people strong and might. The Bible says they will rise up and they will move in their ranks. Oh, am I talking to somebody here? When you study, when you study John chapter 2, it is a prophecy which was given over the land of Israel which depicts the future church. How a nation will come and punish the people who did not obey God. And this is what God is trying to do now. He is raising up a people. He is raising up a nation. But this nation must not get contaminated by the systems of this world. Because the enemy is trying to put up systems. He's trying to put up things. Huh, I'm not talking to somebody right here. And when people do not realize what the enemy is trying to do now, this is why the most, the most hated place the most hated individuals 
in these days will be those who pray, will be those who worship. The most hated people in these days, in these days we're living, are those people who worship God. Do you know why? Because the enemy is trying to take over and he knows his time and his days are over. But it is contrary to what God wants. The reason why rapture has not happened yet, it is because that prophecy has not been fulfilled, which says a people strong and might will rise up. That prophecy has not come to pass, which says they which believe in my name, they shall do greater and mighter things, more than I have ever done. That prophecy has not yet happened. Which says, in the last days, my people shall become strong and they shall fight back and shall do exploits. Those days are these days. God is raising up his people. These people will not compromise. Somebody say yes. Somebody say yeah. I came here to tell you and to remind you we are in a moment and season of the Christmas. This Christmas, we are not celebrating a Santa. Oh, we are not celebrating a, a, certain, a certain human being somewhere. We are celebrating the Messiah. We are celebrating Jesus who was born from the Virgin Mary. <laughs> who died on the cross and resurrected on Easter. Who said, I'm coming back. Somebody say yes. Somebody say yeah. Now, if you do not understand these mysteries, if you don't understand these things, we'll be like those people who are just celebrating a Christmas as an occasion. Christmas is not an occasion. It is not an occasion. You must understand that even Muslims are celebrating Christmas this very moment. Shake now in Dubai. Shake now. The whole Bosch Khalifa, the tallest building in Dubai, has been decorated with the Christmas seasons. The most, the most celebrated, uh, uh, the best celebrations on Christmas happens in Dubai, where there are Muslims. I remember that here I was with my wife on Christmas in Dubai. They had, they had spent about $35 million on a Christmas tree. You can Google these things on the internet. You'll find it. They spent about $35 million on a Christmas tree. Putting him on a Christmas tree. And the church cannot spend that money. And it means Muslims also celebrate Christmas. You go to China, go in other countries. There are people there celebrating Christmas. So Christmas, it is an occasion. But what does it mean to you as the church? It is not an occasion. It is a reality. <sighs> This is why I began to show you that Christmas has been diverted. What people celebrate now, they celebrate an if, a magical human being, a satanic image. They have managed to divert the mind of the people from celebrating Jesus to celebrating a Santa. People now are looking at a human being. Kids are celebrating. They, they go looking for a Santa. 
on a Christmas day because they think that is Christmas without knowing they're worshiping a devil. Christmas, it is Jesus who must be celebrated. No, I'm not talking to somebody right here. Let me say this again to you. It is a prophecy. And I want to say this prophecy again to you. God is not looking for weak people now. He has made an alarm. He says, let the weak say. No, you, you didn't hear. You didn't hear this. And let, let the poor say. We are in that moment now. Let the sick say. Let the lame say. We are in that moment now. Where a sick person must be healed. Am I communicating with somebody right here? We're in the days when God is doing a new chapter. The Bible says in those days which are these days. Never expect other days in the future. It is these days. The Bible says the weak one, the weakest of all, will be like David. was looking at how the spiritual life of David. I was looking at the spiritual life of David. How serious he was with the Christianity. Because it is only David in the Bible, in the Old Testament, who confesses of seeing Jesus. Oh, are you even here? He even says, oh, he even says, he even says, kiss the son. In Psalm chapter 2. He says, kiss the son. <laughs> That you may live. Embrace the son. The word kiss is to embrace. Embrace. He saw Jesus. He says, I saw my Lord saying to my Lord, sit here until I make your enemy. Oh, are you here, somebody? Are you here, somebody? Are you here, somebody? He said, you come to me, the javelin. I come to you in the name. <laughs> the, I, I, are you following that? I come to you in the name of. He's one of the few men in the Bible. Few men in the Bible who came against something in the name of the Lord. Zechariah 12 verse 8. Oh, let me just show you this. Zechariah 12 verse 8. Just look at this. Look at this. It says what? In that day shall the Lord defend the inhabitants of Jerusalem. And he that is feeble among them. I want to I show you the word feeble there is the word weak. Among them. And that day shall be as David. And the house of David shall be as God. As the angel of the Lord before them. Now let's check NIV. NIV says what? NIV says, On that day the Lord will shield those who live in Jerusalem, so that the feeblest among them will be like David, and the house of David will be like God, like the angel of the Lord going before them. When we talk of Jerusalem, we are talking about the church. Now, I want to... I wanna, I wanna, 
Are you here? Or? Are you following? Are you following? And in this season of Christmas, it is a moment for you to understand that the birth of Jesus in the Bible, the whole New Testament, does not celebrate his birth in a location. The whole New Testament celebrates his birth in one's heart. Well, people celebrate history. Now, there was somebody called Jesus who was born somewhere. We celebrate that there was somebody who was born in my heart. You see, when we preach like this, are you following there? Hello? When we are preaching like this, it is so easy for somebody to be like, what is he talking about? I'm telling you, and God told me, he said, you know what? And I want to share with you this. He said, you know what? As you teach and preach, you see, when I tell you that this is your season, it is your time to rise up as a church and show the world what really the church is. People think the church is associated with all failure, with all manner of things that deals with, you know, failure and all these other things. The church is beyond that. The world will be shocked because people from the church are coming out victorious. I'm here to prophesy this. The world is about to be shocked. I'm telling you, the world is about to be shocked. Are you following or you're not following? Are you following or you're not following? The moment you understand the whole reason why Jesus came on earth, it was not for history, for us to celebrate him just like that. Oh, it's a Christmas season. The most people, shockingly, people who be like celebrating more Christmas are the people outside the church. Right now, they've already planned how they will party, how they will spend their money in pubs, how they will take their money and use it, how they will be drinking. You will see what happens on the Christmas season. How people get drunk, how people do, how people go out there, how people do that. But the church does not plan for that. The church does not plan for that. The church does not plan for that. Right now, people think Christmas is a holiday. Where others think, like, I should go back home. Christmas, you must be in church. I said, Christmas, you must be in church. I remember one time, um, you know, when the enemy corrupts you, what you think becomes wrong. What you think becomes what? 
So he gives you with wrong information. This is why the word propaganda, when the enemy is using propaganda, the word propaganda, it means say it again and again, even if it's a lie, until they believe it is true. Propaganda, it means what? Say it again and again, even if it's a lie, say it again and again until they believe it is true. That is propaganda. This is why politicians, if they want to destroy one another, they will begin to speak a lie against their friends. Even if it's a lie, they'll keep on talking about it. They'll use media, they'll use anything until people believe it is true. The same thing with the church. The devil has understood this art for a long time. So he comes and he begins to lie about you. He begins to tell you that you are broke, that you are poor. And he tells you again and again. He reminds you your problems. He reminds you didn't pay your bills. He tells you look at your family. He tells you again and again until you believe it is true. Somebody say, I'm not that. No, 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 you're not saying it properly. Say, I'm not that. He comes to say to you, you, you see one, you're going to die. You are sick. Look at this. Look at that. Look, look, look. He tells you again and again. The same thing with how he destroys men of God. He makes sure that he picks up a certain angle of a lie. And he makes sure that he spreads that lie again and again and again and again until you believe it is true. I think that's true. I think I've been hearing this thing for a long time. I think that could be true. And then he corrupts the sense. The Bible says he shall deceive even the erect. So he tells you that, you see what? Look, look at that situation. You, you, you will not pass that line. He tells you that you will not make it. He tells you that, you see what? He lies to you. I remember one time I had a very uh, big plan. I had a plan to do a uh, 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 world tour to reach out to two million souls to preach the gospel to the whole world. So I had countries lined up. And, and when I was praying, the devil began to whisper in my mind that you're not going to do it. You think there'll be people in that stadium? They'll not fear it. You think there'll be people there? You see, he comes like you're thinking. He comes like you're thinking. So I was sitting like this, and I'm like, yeah, yeah. I thought I was thinking until I discerned that the enemy was talking. I said, I rebuke you. I said, I rebuke you. I said, I rebuke you. And I went in all those nations, shockingly, all those stadiums were filled to the capacity. We moved to over 36 countries. And all those countries, all stadiums were full. And people received Jesus as their Lord and their personal Savior. Shame be to the devil. So you might be sitting there and he tells you, you, you think you think you're a woman of God, you think you're a man of God, you think you think you're gonna go far. Look at all the these things around you. Look, I have gone through all those type of things in my ministry. I would wake up in the morning and have the whole propaganda against me. And I would just be myself standing there and the whole world believing the whole propaganda. And the enemy coming to say, Now you see now. Hey, you are finished now. I said, You are a liar. Yeah. 
He who is born of God overcomes the world. Are you hearing me, somebody? Calls. I, would, I would be getting phone calls. I would be getting phone calls from great people I trust. Uh, man of God, you are done now. You are finished. You are finished. So the enemy will talk. He will speak to you. And I said, not me. Because the seed of God lives inside of me. The seed of God lives inside of you. You will not be defeated. I said, you will not be defeated. You will rise stronger and stronger. And huh? never listen to the lie of the devil. Tell your neighbor, never listen to the devil's lie. So you're sitting there. He's like, you see what? Look, look, look at that situation. Look, look. He creates things around you to use them as intimidation against you. So he will create things around you. You, saw, you, see, you see? You see that? You see that? You're not, you're not going to make it because the bank now wants their money. Uh -huh. They will take, your, they will take your, your house. They will take your car. Look, look at that. He will not marry you. Look at that. You, you, you will never get married. Look, look at that. Look at that. Look at that. He shows you. He has been doing that. You are not the first person. Read your Bible. He has been doing that. He actually, he actually threatened a home anointed man of God. Called Saul. If you think you are better than Saul, think twice. Saul was anointed man. That even David could not kill him. Because of the anointing on his head. But he was scared to death. The devil showed him Goliath. He said, look at that. Look. Look, look, look at the muscles. Look. <laughs> David. David is the whole anointed man of God. The whole anointed. He said, you, you look at that. You look at that. Then, then Goliath will come out and stand in the valley. And he said, ha, 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 ha. Look at Saul. You saw <laughs> King Saul began to shake and shiver. He went and hid in a tent. And he said, if I find a man who can go and kill on my behalf, who is anointed in the whole area, it is him. He's now looking for a solution from people with that anointing. That's when you know something's wrong when someone in the church who is anointed is looking for a solution from outside. Hear me? I refuse to do that. Not me. No, not, not me. I will never go. Ne not me. The world must look solution from you. to do and so we have come to you so you can help us hey the anointed man he was scared to death anointing not by any person who anointed him prophet Samuel had poured oil 
on his head. The enemy showed him Goliath. The man was scared to death. I don't know what the devil has showed you. You have your own Goliath, the devil is showing. I don't know whether it's a sickness, whether it's a problem. I don't know what Goliath, the devil is showing you. But do not be scared. He said, look at that. He said, you think you're better than Goliath? He said, look, look at that. The whole anointed man of God was like, Goliath said, hey, I'm here. I'm waiting. So, come, let's meet. So never showed up. Never showed up. First day, second day, third day, fourth, fifth, tenth, eleventh, twelfth. Anointed man of God. Never showed up. He's like, I'm scared. David comes, says, What's the wrong? What's wrong? What's the matter? They say, Well, I'm scared of that guy. David said, Wait. He said, I have an anointing upon my head. I'm trying to talk to you. This is important. You as the church must wake up. It is a moment to invade the demonic kingdom. Destroy it. Utterly destroy it. And put in the divine system. God wants us to take over as the church. And I speak this very moment. If you are a believer, God will give you grace to take over. Are you hearing me? I said, God will give you grace to take over. I said, God will give you grace to take over. But you must understand, and I repeat, you must understand that it is not for the weak. God is looking for people who are strong. People who will not worship Christmas as a mere single day where everybody is worshiping. People who understand Christmas as the moment where Christ is born in their hearts. People who understand that we are not worshiping a man. We are not celebrating Santa Cruz. We are not celebrating a human figure. We are celebrating the King of Glory. We are the church. We are a people of God. We are. Oh, am I talking to somebody right? So you must understand this. So the enemy is trying to bring into the church things. Fear, false worship, idol worship. It's trying to divert the church from understanding its actual mission. Jesus came not just for the world to celebrate him. He came for the world to be saved. That whosoever believe in him must not, should not perish, but have everlasting life. <laughs> Lastly, let me give you this one point. And the last is I'm speaking to you right this very minute. My emphasis is on God is not calling you to be diverted. He called you to stand on the truth. For it is the truth that shall make you free. Not the lie. But the truth shall make you 
free. What is the truth? That Jesus Christ, the only eternal, not Santa Cruz. Jesus Christ is omnipresent. God has the worship of idols. He wants you to worship him in truth and in spirit. The enemy is coming in to divert the church. It's bringing in so many things as the church is being diverted slowly. But what the devil is bringing in, things are coming in which the devil is bringing in, but they look nice, they look wonderful. But behind them, there is an agenda of the enemy. The devil is bringing a propaganda against the church. And the propaganda is, if you go on social media, there is nothing good. They are talking about the church. The church is being attacked. The church is under siege. And it is a propaganda to say the lie and the lie again until the lie looks or sounds to be true. To corrupt the minds of many. And right this very minute, so many people's minds are corrupted. This is why even people in the church, where are they coming from? They are coming from the world. They come with the same mindset. When they come in the church, they still think of the world. They still think the church is the weakest. They still think the church is a place where no one can make it. God has called you unto a holy life. He is calling you to live a life beyond and above what the enemy is trying to say. You have been set apart, called by God to live and to demonstrate the love of Christ. May I wish you once again a merry Christmas as you realize and understand the reason why Jesus has come again in the form of the celebration of his birth. It is for you and I to realize we are the Jesus nation. God has called us a peculiar people, a chosen generation to stay away from anything and any appearance of evil and to shun away from it and show the world the way. And that is you and you and you and you watching over the TV. God has called you to demonstrate what Christianity is. And it starts with you realizing that this Jesus is born in your heart. And that the every lie of the devil that is corrupting your mind must be denounced. You are not what the devil says. You don't belong to him. You are not sick. All those demons trying to attack you, denounce them. Every power trying to seduce you, denounce it. You belong to the kingdom of heaven. You are a child of God. You are the seed of God. You are not what the world says you are. You are what God says you are. You are what God says you are. You are the seed of Abraham. You are the royal people, the chosen generation. Somebody shout yes!